What's up, people? It's the Business of Everyday podcast with Ajo Abinoa. Keep listening. Keep listening. Almost everyone cringes at the mention of the word trouble. That's right. We don't like it and we certainly do not wish for it. But the thing is, the fact that we dislike trouble doesn't necessarily exclude us from experiencing them. Why? Because we live in a falling world. You don't need to dial trouble's number. He already has your address. So every now and then he sends a package. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 4.17 speaks to believers of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I read, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So as believers, we are not excluded from life's troubles. But if we must go through, we should at least be equipped with the right tools so that we don't allow troubles to get in the way of we living life fully. Hi, people. So we are still on the 40 days of purpose journey and we are talking about trouble today. <laughs> yes, how troubles shape and transform us into becoming more like Christ. My guest for today is none other than the prominent Mogu Ebenezer Jr. Remember him, right? <laughs> yeah. Get ready for something even greater today. So we've been discussing through the week the tools that God used in transforming us. And we are here to talk about the troubles that we face in life. So welcome back, Eben. Wow. We couldn't just have enough of you. Uh, Thanks a lot for that wonderful introduction again. I can say that today I'm poised and ever ready to have a wonderful conversation for our listeners to be really blessed with our discussion. So I'm all set for all questions and any way the conversation will be geared to us. Right, that's awesome. <laughs> so let me kick start with this one. Do you have any regrets in life? Uh, wow. So I would say I have regrets in life at this stage of my life. Mm. But there are things that knowing what I know now, if I had the chance to live my life again, mm. uh, with the wisdom I have now, I will not do it again. Okay. Uh, so I will not say I have regrets in life, but I've learned a lot of lessons in a short time of life I've lived. Mm. But I will not call it regret because though some situations were very trying and challenging for me, mm. because of the many lessons I learned, I will not want to tag them as me having regrets in life, but right. I've learned some lessons mm. through the situations of life. Mm. That's right. So that would mean that all those things contributed to you becoming who you are today. Sure, sure. Okay. But that's awesome. We cannot forget that the decisions that we've made in our past, I mean, we are living in them right now. And the only thing is that whether good or bad, we need to pick the lessons from them and use it to shape, you know, wherever we are going. So mm. that's awesome. So as we are going to talk about trouble today, let me just ask you this. Is it true that God uses troubles to develop our character? Oh, yes. And God uses more than just trouble. Mm. So God uses trouble, yes. So you see, it is the will of God that will become more like Christ with the passing of each day. Mm. That is why at salvation, we don't die at salvation. Or he does not take us from the earth at salvation. Mm. 
but he gives us time for us to be modeled mm. and molded be like Christ in character right. and in our deeds. So I would say that once we are at troubles are part of the things that God uses to mold us and making us better. So what we will call trouble uh, will also be one of God's avenues of making us more like Christ. Mm. But we will call them troubles. Right, right. So in all that we are talking about, can you identify something that like a character that has been developed in you as a result of some difficult challenge that you were faced or some problem that you encountered? Yeah, so I don't know whether this would be a character, but growing up, I've now learned not to trust in human beings with the trust that is God deserving. Okay. And growing up until now, there were times that some relatives of mine were, would promise me of giving me some amount of money or a package. Mm. And at those stages in life, I felt like they were the only persons or people that God can answer my request through. Mm. And many a times they disappointed me, not because they wanted to, but because they were human beings and they were limited with time and other stuff that they couldn't even explain at that time. Yeah. So consistently, I've been disappointed by people who promised and could not deliver. And now it has trained me not to trust in man with the trust I have in God. And you see, mm. when you read the Bible from Psalm 118 verse 8, from the 7 says, The Lord is on my side as my helper. Right. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Mm. So for now, I can say that this scripture is very clear to me because through the changing scenes of life and what I've been through, I've learned to trust in God and believe what God has said he will do. And I've also learned not to determine the people through whom God will deliver on his promises. Mm. That's right. So now here's something I want us to talk about. Because we know that troubles or trying situations are not something that we can take ourselves out. Like whether we are looking for it or not, it will happen. Mm. But if we are to go through it, the kind of mindset or our outlook of life, what kind of mindset should we, especially as believers, have in facing life's troubles and trials and temptations and all that? Very powerful. Now, for this question, anytime you are going through trouble or you find yourself in trouble, it will be very difficult to have the right mindset. Mm. Now, when you compare your mindset in trouble and out of trouble, you see that you get to understand why you went through that trouble or that challenge mm. after you have come out of it. Right. So many a times when you are going through those situations, it becomes very difficult to develop the right mindset because sometimes you doubt God, you'll be asking a lot of questions. Mm. God, why me? Why me? What have I done wrong? So even though we have a lot of reverence in the Bible about people who went into trouble and came out, that notwithstanding, it's not easy to still have the right mindset because right. God does not give us the privilege to know how it will come. Mm. sometimes it looks as if we are going to get stuck in the trouble for a long time but just like David we can find hope in the fact that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death God is with us Right. so even in the fairness of trouble God is with us and as believers mm. this should help us gain hope that no matter what we go through we will go through and come out of it Right. so we should not elongate the time we spend in the trouble by our mindset mm. Because just like David, he said that even though I go through the valleys, so we have to go through trouble. We must not stay in trouble. Right. And we can only go through trouble when we 
constantly acknowledge that God is with us so that God can give us the wisdom and the guidance and the leading to come out of the trouble. Mm. Right. And another thing too is that depending on the mindset we have, we can come out of trouble embedded or made better. Depending on the mindset we have, we can either come out of the trouble, either better or better. Right. depending on the mindset we have. So mm-hmm. let me just approach this with the story quickly. Okay. There were two guys, when they were growing up, they were privileged or not so privileged to have a father who was a drunkard. And this father did not care much about their lives. So for most part of their lives, the father was not playing the role of a father. Mm-hmm. When they grew up, one had become a doctor and one was living a meaningless life without any hope. And that person also became a drunkard and even a better drunkard than a father. Hmm. So they were all interviewed and they were asked on their motivation to getting where they were in life. And the doctor responded that, oh, the father was his motivation. The other drunkard's son also said that the father was the motivation. Hmm. The one who became a doctor, he now said that when he saw the life his father lived, he vowed with himself never to end up in life like his father. Hmm. So you see two different people in the same situation with the same father they came out differently. differently we yeah. can appreciate and acknowledge God's grace on their lives. We can also acknowledge the fact that one had the right mindset mm. when he saw the father not playing the fatherly role in his or her life. So right. two people can go through the same try situation or trouble, but one can come out better while the other may be better. Mm. That's Depending right. on the mindset they had while going through the trouble. That's right. And while you were talking, there's this thing that kept coming to me. And, you know, in the heat of the trouble, in the heat of whatever we are going through, sometimes, I mean, we know the word, like, this is what the word says. God says Mm. this, God says I'm with you. But Mm. in the heat of the moment, when even, like, it feels like God is very distant from you, and Mm. all you want to do is dwell, like, it is so easy to... (laughs) dwell Mm. in that trouble like why is this happening to me why me like especially if let's say you are the type who uh, is trying to equate everything to what you've been doing for god like maybe i've been doing this i go to church i live a a good life so why is this happening Mm. to me see these people who are not even serving you they're enjoying life and all that so in the heat of the moment i mean we we have to be practical here what really mm. can we do and what's the role of our relationships? I mean, our community in times of this show, because there are times that we really do not feel like praying. We really, yes. like, all we want to do is dwell in that and and, and cry. Meanwhile, mm. that is not really what gets that situation mm. sorted. So how do we mm. deal with stuff like this? So one way of dealing with trying situations, especially trouble, is that we must acknowledge that all is not well when we are in trouble. Right. We must not allow how people see us to deter us from sharing our stories mm. and our situations with others. Because sometimes one of the things that makes us coil in times of trouble is that when we look at how people perceive us, we withdraw in sharing what we are really going through. Yeah. So some people can be going through troubles, but they will still be faking smiles and laughing mm-hmm. whilst they are still in trouble. Your trouble may be depth. You can be listening to us and at the time you are listening to us, you may be in huge financial crisis. Mm. Now, you may be someone that people see you to be a billionaire, but you must come to acknowledge that, no, you are in mm. trouble. And until you voice out, you will forever cringe and coil to battle it alone. 
Mm. Someone said that a problem shared is half solved. Right. What I see the devil doing nowadays is that the devil is trying to break our trust in godly community. Right. Because experiences others have shared with us that, oh, I told my story to this sister, to this pastor, and now he has you to preach. So mm. when we are also going to try times, we don't want to share our experiences so that others may use it to mock us or preach or say it to even spice us or condescend on us. Mm. This is one of the tools the devil is using to keep us in our shell. But you see, when we share our problems, the fact that we have shared makes us feel liberated in a way. Right. And once we have said, others too can help us in prayers if they cannot even help us come out of that trouble. Mm. We must also note that, you see, once we are Christians and we are tagged as righteous people, we are going to go through trouble. And the Bible is clear on this. When you read Psalm 34 verse 19, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Mm. Many are the trouble of the righteous. Mm. But the good news here is that, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Right. So there is no prayer that is powerful enough to insulate the believer from troubles, mm. from temptations, from trials, from persecution, from challenging times. No, there is no prayer. But we know that even in trouble, God will be with us. Absolutely. Because God himself knows that we can't go through trouble alone on our strengths mm. or with our own might. We need him in trouble. The only reason why the three friends of Daniel mm. were not scorched with the sun is not because they were anointed of God, mm. but because God stepped in the fire with them. Right. If not for God, they would be bent and still mm. go to wherever they have to go. Mm. So you see, one other good thing about trouble is that for many of us, God gets our attention in trouble. Mm. Mm. For many of us, God gets our attention in trouble. God does not desire us to just know him in trouble, but even in trouble, God reveals himself to us when we cling to him. Right. So you come to understand that in the Bible, for almost all the powerful names we have about God, that we sing with them now, people discovered those names in times of trouble mm. or when they were not having any hope, right. but they relied on God. So in troubles, we have the opportunity to see another side of God as we lean on him and believe him to take us out of trouble. That's right. I mean, you said something and it's really true. Like even now, every day we are struggling to even study. I mean, the word of God is a tool for transformation. And if mm. we are going to study, if we are going to meditate on it, we are going to practicalize it. Surely the Holy Spirit brings transformation as we do all these things. But here is a situation where <laughs> we can go the whole mm. week without even studying the word. So how is God supposed to transform us into the image of his son? But every single day we go through situations, circumstances, problems that God doesn't intend, I believe, doesn't intend to bring those things on us. But if we are experiencing them, then he might as well use it as a tool to draw us closer to him. You know, there was a period in my life where I don't know if all these things were as a result of maybe teachings I received when I was younger and growing up. Mm. But there was a time in my life that, I mean, there were certain things, as you said, like a lot of people disappointed me. And I felt like, ah, but how? I mean... I've been doing this, I've been doing that. And once again, this came out of teachings that, or maybe my understanding that 
you would have to do this like you have to go to church don't say like be a good girl mm. you'd have to do all these things in order for god to i mean bless you because i mm. mean even in church you go to church and you have to do something before they say god bless you so mm. subconsciously you are building up that you know understanding that i need to do so if you go wrong in a certain way slightly then you're like okay it is because I haven't done this. That is why I'm not getting this. But, mm. you know, I got to the point where I was like, even me. So even with the part where I feel like I need to do something before I can get something, even in that same situation, I go like, but what can I really do to merit something from God? Like, what really can I do? Mm. What do mm. I have that I can actually give to God for him to give me something? So even despite the fact that, I mean, the understanding wasn't right, I still got to the point where I was like, no. So that means that I always um, saw myself lower because if I cannot mm. do this to get something from God, then where do I stand? And so I want you to talk us through um, the mindset. And yet again, yes, this is it. So I was like, okay. I also got to the point where I, I was thinking that all these challenges, the problems and all those things were coming from God. Like, okay, God is taking you somewhere. And so if he's taking you somewhere, there's a price that you need to pay. And this is the price that you are supposed to pay. So he's bringing this on you so that, I mean, you'll be able to mm, do mm. what is ahead of you. And so because of all these things, I was, I was striving. I was striving. Mm. I was striving. So if mm. you know that the one who is supposed to help you, that is God. The one who is supposed to deliver you. The one who is your father. Mind you, you are facing disappointments here and there. And you know that your parents, Charlie, I mean, from where you are standing, no help is coming from there. No help is coming from your family. Those who mm. even promised you, like they've disappointed you. And at this point, your only hope and your only source is God. And at this point mm. too, you are understanding that this same God that you are relying on is the same God that is letting you go through this situation. How do you get yourself out? So it will keep you in that situation. Because you're like, okay, when he is done with me, then I can, he will leave me. But I don't think that is right. I mean, there are certain things that the devil brings upon us. And mm. we need to be able to get out of those things. But if we do not know that this thing is not from God, how do we get out? And so we remain where we are. So can you please speak to this? Very good. So you see, we have already established from Psalm 34, 19, mm. that me are the afflictions of the righteous. And this is scripture. So if you are a righteous person, if you have been sanctified and justified, mm. you must know that you are going to go through trouble. Yeah. Now, the issue here is that it is not all the trouble that we go through that we have to go through because we are righteous people. Mm. There are some troubles we go through because of our own disobedience. There are some troubles that we incur or that comes on us because we violated God's principle. Mm. And it's not, not as if God is punishing us for violating it. But by violating that principle, we get that kind of trouble as the recompense. Mm. Now, you remember in the Bible, God told the Israelites that I've placed before you life and death, right? Yeah. But I want you to what, choose life. Yeah. So if you choose death and you are getting troubles that pertains to death, you cannot say God is punishing you for choosing death. Mm. But the path you have chosen is requiring you to go through that consequence of your choice. Mm. So that is also to let us know that it is not all the problems we go through that are God-engineered. Mm. 
because we are righteous. Right. But sometimes our disobedience, sometimes our inactions, our wrong actions can cause us to go through certain troubles that God had not engineered it. Mm. But the good thing is that whether it is God engineered or our own actions or inactions made us enter in trouble, mm. God can still work them out for our good. Right. For instance, God did not tell Abraham that he will give him a son called Ishmael, right? Mm. But Abraham at the point wanted to help God for his way to come to pass in his life. And that help that Abraham wanted to help God has brought so much trouble on not only Abraham, but on the descendants of Abraham. The Bible also says again that if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the best of the land. Yeah. So obeying God will not let us have trouble free life, mm. but it will only let us go through troubles that God has allowed to work the character of Christ in us. Mm. But there are times that we sway off God's promises, God's principles, mm. God's commandment, God's intentions. Then our own actions also brings on us trouble. Mm. Now, because God is a good father, even the trouble that we incur with our own actions also, mm. he's able to use that to work out Christ-like character in our lives. Right. Then about this mindset and to know that the trouble came from God or not. Mm. When you read James 1 verse 2, the Bible says that, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So you see how the trouble has been described. Yeah. Of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Mm. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Mm. You see how James describes it? Yeah. That when we are even going through various kinds of trials and troubles, we should count it all joy. Mm. Now, as believers, because we have this scripture, if we have seen or heard this scripture preached, the Holy Ghost can show us mercy by bringing it forth to us, even though it might not make sense when we are going through trouble. Right. But it will comfort us to know that everything we are going through will be for our own good. Mm. Now, another thing I want us to pay attention to is that those in heaven don't need troubles to get that to God. Mm. God does not use trouble in heaven to get people's attention because the atmosphere of heaven is heavenly because right. God's presence is ever with them. Mm. So you see, the presence of God in heaven is powerful enough to compel them to easily worship and flow along with God. Mm. That is why God delights and inhabits in our praise and in our worship of him. Because God knows that on earth, we are battling and going through many troubles, yet we have chosen because of what is what I've said to worship him. Mm. So my worship on earth to God pleases God more than Angel Gabriel's worship in heaven to God. Right. Because I have to maneuver through many mm. tendencies of life to say, you are wonderful. When what I'm going through is not it's wonderful. It's not wonderful, yeah. But with the angels and 24 elders in heaven, we are made to understand that when they bow and they open their eyes again, they see an ever-changing glory of God. Mm. That is powerful enough to cause them to worship God. Mm. That is why... God also rewards our faith because God wants us to operate with him even in trouble by worshiping him. 
Mm. And it, it's an act of faith that we know that our God exists. Right. So there are many scriptures to console and comfort us that we are not alone in trouble. Mm. Once God has allowed the trouble to come, he can take us out of it. The most important thing on the troubles we go through is the kind of people we become in trouble. Mm. Mm. That's right. So is it safe to say that regardless of the cause, you know, none of our problems could happen without God's permission as believers? Yes, it is safe to say that. Yes. And in every trouble we go through, there are lessons that we can learn to bless other people who are yet to go through that. Mm. And you see, I have to also let us know that. You see, in life, you made a statement and just very powerful that you don't need to dial trouble's number. Once mm. we are at, we will constantly fellowship with trouble. Mm. So everyone you see on it, either the person is walking into trouble, mm. already in trouble, or coming, or out. coming out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. You get it? Yeah. That is why we need God in every phase of life. Mm. The person who has come out of trouble is not safe without God mm. because he can enter into trouble again. Right. And you see, we constantly fellowship with trouble because we are living on earth with people who are not believers. Mm. And even if they are believers, our level of maturity is different. Yeah. Even in church, we can get trouble in church. Yeah. So it is only when we get to heaven that we can say that in heaven, there, there will be trouble free. Mm. Uh, I don't know whether I can speak free on the podcast, <laughs> but in Pentecost, there is this song that we sing. One of the standards in the song say that, that when the believer dies, all his trouble is now taken away. Yeah. So for the believer, until you die and you join the church triumphant, you are constantly going to go through serious and various kinds of troubles. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sometimes, you see, I mean, I want us to talk finally about um, one of my very favorite scriptures that is found in Romans 8, 28, 29. And that says that mm. we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Mm. God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. So one thing that um, I always I mean, think about is that like as you are a married man, even if you are going through something that is very um, challenging, something, I mean, your wife is aware of it. You are one. You go to her, I mean, for whatever counsel that she can give you or comfort. Like, mm. I mean, you go to her first. If you've gone to God, you go to your wife also because you, you two mm. are one now. But the issue is that you realize that a lot of uh, people who were even born in the church, um, raised in the mm. church, they get to a certain point in life and some kind of difficult situation that comes their way. Because of that situation, they draw away mm. from God rather than the time that you're actually supposed to get mm. closer to God. You are rather pulling away, thinking that, I mean, mm. I don't know the thoughts behind that, but isn't it the right thing, like the natural thing to do to move closer to the person you love when in trouble? Mm. Because you know that that is a safe place that at least if everyone in the world is against you, that place is where you'd find all the love and comfort you need. But people out of tough situations have become atheists. They do not want anything to do with the church or God. Mm. And the scripture that I read, I mean, if you go down, the Bible is saying that like nothing 
can separate us from the love of God. So from his mm. point of view, it is set. His love has been directed towards us. Mm. Whether we do right or we do wrong, it is towards us. So if mm. there's any moving away, then that is, we are the ones doing that. So would you say that, I mean, the, the scripture says that all things work together for those who love the Lord. And we know, mm. and there's knowing also there. So do you sure. think that our relationship with God, the level of intimacy, how connected we are to him is a factor in us going through troubles and coming out as better people? It is a factor, pa. It is a serious factor. Mm. A very serious factor. You see, that is why one of the preoccupations of the believer is to know God. Mm. So in John chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus said that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one through God, and your son, whom you have sent. Mm. And when you look at the life of Paul, one of the most grounded believers in the time of the Bible and even our time, mm. in Philippians 3 verse 10, he said that I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Yeah. Now, this guy was able to say that I count everything as lost in the state mm. of history because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Right. Now, because this guy's ambition was to know Christ and not to accomplish anything for God, mm. but to know Christ. Even when he was in prison, he was writing to people who were free that rejoice. I say again, <laughs> rejoice. Now, you see, because we have already established that yeah. nobody on earth, not the pastor, not the bishop, not the pope, is insulated from trouble. Mm. We can do what can make us always go through trouble and come out better. Mm. And one of the things that will help us is our knowledge of God. Of God. Our yeah. knowledge of God. Our right knowledge of God. Yeah. Because, you see, in times of trouble, eh, the devil also speaks to us to get our attention. Mm. The devil always presents other ungodly alternatives for us to come out through a shortcut, mm. which later becomes a long cut. Mm. So, it, Take someone who is rooted and grounded in the knowledge of his God mm. to be able to prevail through trouble. Right. That is why Daniel 11.32 verse B said that those who know their God. Hey, what, you know, this scripture so, is what is ringing in my head right now. I was just going uh, to say it. <laughs> uh, and they shall do exploits. Right. Now, it is not just doing great things for God, but it's also resisting evil. Mm. In times of trouble. Mm. Now, you see, let me read another scripture. Matthew 7, verse 24 forward. 24 forward. He said that, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Mm. Let's look at what happened. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, mm. it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Right. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, it's like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. Mm. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Mm. So depending on who you stand, you either fall with a great stand or you still remain standing through trouble. Right. Because whether you are standing on the rock or on the sand, the rains will still come. Mm. The streams will rise. The winds will blow. That's so you good. see, anytime you are not going through trouble, it is a good time for you to get grounded in God's word and mm. in the knowledge of God because you go through trouble. Right. You'll be in your car. Someone will come and hit the car with his car. 
you go to church, someone will say something about that is not true. Somebody will see you and he will think that you have taken it for a glory. Mm. If you are a student, you can be marked down. Your examination paper can get lost, can get missing. Mm. So in trouble, we don't have to doubt God. We have to believe God all the more right. so that we can draw closer to him even after we have come out of the trouble. Mm. 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 I hope you are getting it. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, when you mentioned uh, the Daniel scripture that talks about those who know they are God, like shall be strong and do exploit. I mean, the book of Daniel is one book that really, 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 like it really inspires me because like those three Hebrew boys and even Daniel to go through a situation where you are able to say that we will not bow, like you are not even in your home, you've been captured Mm. somewhere. And the king of the place says that I've built a, a statue. Just bow. Just bow and that is it. But they say that we won't because it is not right before our God and we are not going to do it. And they are being threatened with being put into fire and all that. And they are still like, we will not bow. We will not do what you're asking us to do. We know we serve a God who is mm. able to, we know we serve a God who is able mm. to deliver us. And the part that even excites me is that even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, what, like, Mm. this just tells me the kind of relationship that these people had with God and how they were really, really in touch with the character of God. I mean, regardless Mm. of whatever we Mm. go through, if we are able to stand for what God says, there is no way he's going to leave us, I mean... We are standing for him. We are doing what he's asked us to do. Why won't he save us or help us? You know, so they were at the point where it was do or die, but they chose to die because they knew the God that they were serving. And even in that, they knew that every situation will work out for their good. So if we have this sort of mindset, like we are the kind of generation who will be giving God ultimatums. God, if you don't do this tomorrow, I'll go to church. If you don't do this, if you don't take this trouble or problem away from me, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to, I'll not be a good boy or a good girl again. But here are these boys who chose to do what is right. Even when they were given promotion, Very good. they chose to do what is right, knowing the consequences of whatever decision. They were ready to like accept whatever the consequence of what they are doing. And their God came through for them. So, I mean, this is something that really inspires and encourages me. Sure. So, as we are wrapping up, what would be your final words to anyone who is listening to us this moment? Very good. I don't know, but I really enjoy this session on the podcast as we are having it, Transformed yeah. by Trouble. So, you see, just when you were talking, this stuff came in my heart. Mm. You see, trouble offers opportunities for many people also. Right. Without trouble, so many breakthrough ideas will not become breakthrough ideas. Mm. So now, one of the richest industries is the insurance industry. Mm. Insurance industry will keep on thriving because of the presence of trouble on it. Mm. Accidents, fire outbreak, health issues. When you insure your house or your assets or any gadgets against any risk occurring, you are certain that should that risk occur, which could be fire, accident, death, or illness, or whatever, mm. you know, should that thing occur, the insurance company is there 
to indemnify you. Now, mm. indemnify just means that you are going to be restored to the position you were before the risk happened mm. to you. So, you see, as believers, troubles are like risk. And our deep knowledge of God are our insurance. Mm. Our consciousness of God's presence is our insurance. Mm. The fact that we are saved and we are eternally hooked onto God is our insurance. Right. So in times of trouble, we are certain that our knowledge of God will help us. Right. The grace of God will help us. Right. The Holy Spirit, who is ever abiding with us, will help us. Right. So anytime you don't sense trouble, it is a good time for you to keep on grounding yourself in prayer, mm. in God's word, mm. and in the knowledge of God. Right. You see, because in trouble, you will not be given the time to think on what to do. Mm. In a split second, you have to make decisions. decisions yeah. So if you have read about Joseph and the story is in your heart and you are about to choose between sleeping with somebody or not sleeping and struggling with work, you will not struggle making that choice because mm. that scenario is in your heart, in your heart. and not yeah. your mind. Yeah. Now in our podcast, we have mentioned the names of the three friends of what? Daniel. Right. We are able to mention their names as references because they stood for God in their days. Right. Now they are no more here. We are here. So with the example and reference that we have in scripture, it should be enough for us to also stand for God even in times of trouble. Right. Because we are certain that our God will never abandon us right. in times of trouble. God bless you so much. Wow, this has been a really powerful session. And I believe strongly in my heart that anyone going through any tough situation, I mean, this will just encourage and inspire you to hold on to God and he will see you through. He's already with you, but just hold on to him and he will just take you through whatever you are going through and you come out better than you were before. So don't give up now. God is with you. Thank sure. you so much, Evan. Ah, yeah, indeed, the prominent mogul. <laughs> uh, you are welcome to thanks a lot for the privilege of uh, joining you. you on the podcast. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you for joining today. I hope you've received insight that adds positively to your life. You can engage me on social media at the Ajoa Benewa and join our discussion channel by searching the business of everyday on Telegram. Until the next episode, same time tomorrow, it's bye for now.